For Am I Wrong today, we had someone call in who was having steamy dreams about her husband's friend, and she couldn't figure out if she should tell him or not. Hot. <laughs> Got a little sophomoric, but I think we kept it on the rails. Also, what if you rent a uh, Airbnb or Verbo or anything like that, but there's cameras inside the house? Mike Bryan came through and helped out with a little bit of that. That was interesting. And uh, someone in the trash flash keeping their own pee. I'm so surprised we didn't break a 1,000 points today. I feel like I let you down. Wood. It makes sense, though, at least to her. <laughs> all right. We'll get into all that right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Am I wrong is when someone is struggling with something in their life, so they call us up, and you get to tell them if what they're going through, if they're wrong or not. We are joined by someone today who we are giving a fake name to, and that name that we've chosen is Flora. I like it. Flora, what's up? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? Well, I don't... I'm... Okay, basically, I'm having, I guess, like, steamy dreams about my husband's friend. Oh, I have... I know, but I have no feelings for this man at all. I have no idea why these dreams are coming to be. Like, I do not understand them at all. Hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. you know, this is trust tree, right? Right. I, be be yeah. honest. Do you have any sort of feelings for this fella? None. None. Oh, my God. None at all. I believe I her. don't understand dreams. I don't understand dreams. I don't know why we have them like this. But I'm feeling, like, weird about it, obviously, or, like, guilty, or I don't know, you know? Now, to keep it as PG as possible, mm-hmm. could you describe these dreams? Oh, come on. No, I'm just saying, no, is they're, it? They're hot. <laughs> but it's not It's not okay. I mean, it's just, like, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't. Is it, like, a form of anxiety? I don't know what it is. So you don't wake up thinking, like, oh, man, maybe I should get something going with this guy. You wake up like, oh, that was disgusting. I'm like, oh, my God, why? What is that? Okay. Now, you said dreams. uh, How many have you had? I feel like I've had multiple this week, and I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, there's nothing. You can't control your dreams. So, I mean, if the am I wrong. But now I feel like. I'm getting the dreams because I'm so anxious about the dream right. that now it's like in my head. You know what I mean? Like I can't get rid of this because I, I feel so weird about it. Right. Now, have you cheated on your husband in the past? No. Okay. Never. Well, what's the am I, I wrong? No because plans. because you can't you can't go to bed and say I want to have this dream. So no, having a steamy dream right. isn't wrong. Oh. No. Well, my best, <laughs> one of my friends She's like, you should tell your husband because you're, like, emotionally cheating. And no, I'm not emotionally cheating. I don't have a crush on this man in real life. But my husband is, like, a super jealous person. So I just feel like if I told him about this dream, he would lose it in a way that is just not necessary. And so I don't know if I should say something or if I should just let this ride. And I'm feeling, like, guilty, I guess, or weird or, you know. This is interesting because, like, would you and I, let's let's use you and I as an example. Right. If my wife were to come to me and say I was having steamy dreams about Wood. Mr. Kelly, no. <laughs> it would change things. Like, it would it would definitely change, you know. Us. She finally got with an alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Will you let me finish? The scent of a lesser stag. <laughs> but, no, it would definitely be weird when we got together again. I'd be like, what yeah. are you thinking? Like, what do you look? So really? I Really? Yeah, what if your wife was having steamy dreams about me? Please. But, I mean, I know she's had steamy dreams about other people. Why, why not me? I, I think we all know the answer to that right. one. Why? I want to hear. <laughs> but, I, I mean, so, like, I've had dreams before where Andrea's cheated on me, and I've woke up hot, ready to go, right? right? Yeah, but, same. But that's my dream. You know, like, if Andrea had a dream where she's going, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know, like... D- and you've never cheated on your husband, so you've never given him a no. reason to doubt you. I, I don't. Right. I feel like we should be able to laugh about this, but I'm a little nervous because he's jealous. And then from what my friend said, now I'm like in my head about it. I'm like, oh my god, is this, like how it's not wrong. I'm not doing this, but so, like now, do I? Is it something you communicate? Like, well, what what side are you falling on? Because if we got to do an am I wrong, then we have to know what you want to do, and then we can tell you if you're wrong or not. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I think it's so unnecessary. And I was just telling my friends, because I'm like, this is insane. I'm having these ridiculous dreams. 
Um, but I don't want to. I don't know if I'm wrong or not. I agree with I agree with you. I wouldn't say a thing. But our, it's just already, a dream. We already have some texts coming in on this. If you don't tell him though, and then he finds out, then it looks like you're hiding something. How would he find out? Well, you already told your friend. Right. Now you're on the radio. I mean, you kind of yeah, <laughs> you are leaving a bit of a, a crumb trail <laughs> behind you here. But. Okay, not wrong. We're gonna put you on hold. You'll be able to hear all the calls, hear all the texts, and we'll find out: Are you wrong? for not wanting to tell your husband about some steamy dreams you're having about his friend, okay? Amazing. Kelly and Wood. If you're having steamy dreams about one of your significant other's friends, should you come clean and tell your significant other that it's happening? That is what we have on today in Am I Wrong? 320-656-9453 is the phone number. And text rolling in here. Emily, I went to Google. After what, don't we always just go to Google? And she says, in fact, some of the things in her dream mean that maybe she's not being satisfied oh. in her relationship. So, they definitely don't say nothing. Well, other people kind of feeding on that is, well, Lori says, I think she should keep it to herself. If he is a jealous type. After all, it's just a dream. Uh, Jenna says she's not wrong. Don't cause an issue about nothing if nothing's going wrong. Okay. Okay. Stacy says no, she's not wrong for not wanting to tell. I'd keep it to myself as well. Jessica, it's just a dream. I wouldn't say anything if he's that jealous of a person. So a lot of people kind of focusing in on the husband not taking it well. Right. So what's the upside? It's his fault, mm-hmm. not hers. She can't control her dreams, Wood. Allegedly. Now, we have someone sitting on hold who says they were in this kind of situation. How did yours play out? What happened? I mean, I guess it depends on your husband, but that happened to me, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> I, okay. Let's get some details here. Yeah. It was, you know, it's a friend who, yeah, not attracted to, don't, I don't know why it happened, but um, it was kind of funny to me. So I told my husband. And, um, you know, thankfully it wasn't a big issue and he just makes fun of me for it now. So it's an on- So everybody knows now that you had this dream because there's no way your husband kept it to himself. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are having sexy dreams about ugly people? Or am I just attracted to that many people? That could be. Is he an, is he an ugly dude? Uh, just average, I would say. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> Someone say that's better than half. I've made a living off of being average. Yeah, but how like how hot of a dream was it? Like, did you go into details with your husband about what kind of dream it was, or you were just like, "Hey, I kind of had this steamy dream." It never. I mean, the dream didn't go that far. It was just more of like you know, feeling and like a feeling that I definitely don't have in real life about him. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, now, I would love to know why this happens. I would like to ask you here, though. Once you told your husband, did you ever have that dream afterwards? Uh, I think it happened twice. I just. But I think that it was both times before I told him and then never again. Maybe that's something for our caller here. Yeah. Once you told him, you got it off your chest. You Because we talk with Lori Lohenberg, you know, dream expert to the stars a yeah. lot. And she's even said, like, sometimes when you solve some of these unconscious issues. You stop having the dream. You stop having the dream. So maybe that's one way to curtail it. Mm-hmm. So you think she should go ahead and just tell her husband that she had a steamy dream about one of his friends? Uh, like I said, if it depends on the husband, because you might not want to. All right. Well, we appreciate the call. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Three two zero six five six nine four five three is the phone number. We got another person sitting on hold. Says their brother was kind of in this same situation, but he was talking in his sleep. Led to a little bit of trouble in that relationship. Dang. All right, let's keep the calls. Let's keep the text coming. Let's help Flora out. Is she wrong for not wanting to tell her husband that she's having a steamy dream about one of his friends? Kelly and Wood. On Am I Wrong today, we have Flora sitting on hold, not her real name, but she was having a steamy dream about one of her husband's friends. Mm -hmm. She wants to know, is she wrong because she doesn't really want to bring it up? She knows her husband is a jealous guy, and she's like, eh, maybe I just won't bring it up at all. A lot of people saying you should get her on board with Lori Lohenberg. Maybe it's three uh, expert to the stars. Not a bad idea. Uh, Ryan says, I don't think she's wrong, but maybe there's something deeper that she hasn't realized yet. I wish I was having ste- steamy dreams instead of dreaming I was at work. <laughs> oh, man, that's a sad dream right there. That's a dedicated employee right there. Other people saying, I think we need more information about these dreams. Not that kind of show. <laughs> I, think, right. I think we got plenty of information. Uh, another text, unless you're in love with your husband's best friend, who cares? I bet you your husband's having dreams too. Maybe he hasn't told you about this. You can't help what you dream about. So a lot of people pretty much kind of coming on her side of saying, you know what? I don't see the upside in all of it. Okay. All right. Well, we got someone who's sitting on hold right now who says her brother was kind of in this situation. What happened? Um, so my brother actually went through something like that. He has sleep insomnia, so um, he, like, sleepwalks and stuff like that in his dreams. 
Okay. And uh, apparently in the middle of the night, he was saying out loud, like, asking his wife if he could get permission to have with another woman. Whoa. <laughs> and he had no recollection of it. And he was wondering, like, why is she so in the morning? And here to find out that he asked her if he could with another woman. And it's someone he went to school with, not anyone he talks to at all. I mean, he would never cheat on her for any reason, but it's just... Also, he had a specific person in mind. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so she knew exactly who it was. Your brother didn't just, like, float this idea out there, and then when he saw how mad it made his wife, was like, nah, I, what? I was sleep-talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have no idea. We just kind of got the story, like, okay. the next day or a couple days after that. Yeah. Yeah, when you're dreaming, I mean, you can't really help it. Well, let's get to the base. Did she say yes? <laughs> <laughs> Did she say yes? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind then. I guess my plan's ruined. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for the call. Well, should we get Flora back on the phone wood and give her her judgment? I think so. All right, Flora, you heard all the calls. You heard all the texts. Your judgment today, and am I wrong? Most people think since you told a friend and you're talking about it on the radio, maybe you should say something to your husband about it. I, I mean, I guess. It is just a dream, and, you know, it, it, look, I'm I'm probably a lot like your husband where it would hurt my feelings at first, <laughs> but then I would get over it once I ended that friendship with my friend. <laughs> oh, my God, after I cut that person out of my life forever. <laughs> I feel like it's, like, the delivery. Like, the delivery has to be right. Like, it can't seem like I'm guilty. Right. Had what? some texters ask a question, how would you feel if it was flipped? Like, if he walked up to you and said, hey, I've had some steamy dreams about your friend and whoever, like, one of your close friends is, but I don't have any feelings, how would you take it? I would laugh about it, and then I would say, you're never allowed to see her again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we may, have, we may have started there and been able to <laughs> solve this whole, am I wrong, in one, about two minutes. Uh, I'm just a bully. I don't know. But I feel like I would laugh about it because I have good relation. I have healthy relationships with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, they're a little competitive. Like, I don't know. Like, it, men are just different. I would feel worse about it if it was, like, my friend having a steamy dream about my spouse. I, I would take that as a compliment. So if I came in here and told yeah, you I had a right. steamy dream about Brianna, you'd be thumbs I'd like, up? I'd say thank you. Okay. I need to tell you something yeah, here after I this break. <laughs> Mr. Kelly, no. <laughs> All right. Well, Flora, <laughs> we definitely wish you the best in this. I'm sure it will all work out. It's not like anything actually bad happened. So right. I'm sure you'll be just fine yeah. once yeah. the initial sting yeah. goes away. Right, right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. So in Mesa, Arizona, there's an officer by the name of Shaquille Perez. Now, he was already, he had received a call that somebody was sleeping on the tracks of the light rail. And so he was going to try and get that person off the light rail. And the person was noncompliant. So it was taking the officer, it was taking uh, Shaquille Perez a long time to try and help this guy. Well, as he's trying to get the guy off the light rail tracks, he hears a mom screaming behind him. Well, he turns around and he sees a woman running over with her baby unresponsive in her arms. Jeez. So Shaquille runs up to her. Now his body camera recorded this. I got the audio here. It's You can tell the distress that's going on in this whole scene right here. And you can actually hear him start to pat the baby on the back mm. in this. Oh, oh, gosh. 45, I'm going to have an unconscious, unresponsive infant. Oh, terrifying, right? So he's patting the baby on the back. A gentleman walks up to him and says, hey, I'm a retired paramedic. Let's get that baby in some AC. That baby needs to cool off. So that's exactly what they did. They got him in the back of the cop car, blasting the AC in there, continued to try and revive the baby. And sure enough, once they got him in the car, got the baby cooled down, he did start breathing again. Oh, man. And I wish that I wish that the body camera footage would have recorded that because I would imagine the mom had the best relief of her life in that moment. I can't even imagine what that feel like. And Perez said it was an amazing feeling. He said I was so upset with that guy who was sleeping on the tracks, it wouldn't get off get off the light rail tracks. But he's like, thank God 
it went the way it did. He's like, otherwise, this I wouldn't have been there to help save this baby. Yeah. And the baby's doing fine now. Man. Isn't that incredible? That is just all the things that had to happen yep. for those things to line up. Hopefully the guy, you know, got off the tracks afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. No word on if the gentleman still is sleeping on the tracks, but. Man, I mean, that that's all around. Just so many things. It's, you know, fate, whatever you want to have, karma, yeah. whatever it is. Man, there's got to be something bigger out there. It's huge, man. And then to see something like this, like this is the kind of stuff that we love doing in Happy Hour because it shows the side of stuff you don't hear about all the time. You know the cops are out there doing this every day. Well, and that's the thing. You turn on the news, you think all oh, police officers are terrible people right. and everything because that's what they want us to think. And no, man, they're, they're out there dealing with everyone's worst day all the time. You said it, my brother. And stepping up and doing something. And good on that other guy for saying, hey, I can actually help yeah. here. What are the odds of a, a retired paramedic standing right there? Come and on, being man. willing to jump into it. Right. A mm. lot had to fall into place for this one, brother. Man, as a parent, that just... Oh, that, I, I even like debated whether I should play that audio just because hearing that mom in the background is so heart-wrenching. Well, how can you not blame her? You know? But then seeing that it had a happy ending in the end, it's just like, heck mm. yeah, man. The cop was there, saved a baby's life, and that is the kind of stories we do in happy hour. Got to. All thanks to Audio Video Extremes. It is now time to play a minute to win it. We got 60 seconds to come up with as many things in a category as we possibly can. We are joined by Brian Riley now. Hello. Hey, Brian. All right, so the last one to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off at 60 seconds wins. What what is our category today? I want school supplies. Oh, that's a very timely one. Now, you and I would have a leg up on this if we did any sort of shopping for (laughs) our children. I I just, I always tell my wife, I'll bankroll the whole project. I I cannot go back to school shopping. You fly, I buy. Yeah, it's just too, it's too stressful. There's a lot of things going on to it. It's funny, too, like thinking back to when we were kids, like I never once brought a box of Kleenex to school. And now it's like six boxes of Kleenexes. Yeah, but Which I, mean, I get it. No, I totally get yeah. it. I think it's smart, but I'm just saying, like, we just had to use toilet paper if we wanted to blow our nose. We just had, like, those little plastic ones that had, like, 25 sheets in each one. Yeah. You got, like, a six-pack at the start of the year, and you're like, eh, good. Boom. Done. And then after that, you just used your sleeve. <laughs> just yeah. use paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ripped your nose up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it then. All right. I'm ready to go if everybody else is. Yes, sir. Minute to win it. School supplies. Let's go. Tissues. Pencils. Protractor. Okay. Do they use those anymore? I don't know. What do you even use it for? Isn't it to find the angle? I believe so. (laughs) I I just used to put my pencil in and spin it around in class. That's all I did. How about the most dangerous thing in school? The compass. Yeah, let's just get that Uh, Yeah, I think it was a shank. Yeah. Um, Especially in Minneapolis public schools. (laughs) How about calculator? There you go. How about trapper keeper? Shout Ah, out to the 80s. Dang it, that was one of mine. Three three ring binder? Kind of the same thing, I guess. Nah, the trapper keeper was classy. A what? A folder? Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. How, How about, about a pencil sharpener? Mm. Nice. Gotta How have about, that. How about a backpack? Yeah, I had that on here. Man, those things are expensive. <laughs> they are. Uh, loose sleeve paper? Ooh. Sure. Highlighter? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't have that one. Did anybody say number two pencil? No. Okay. I said pencils. Markers? Oh, my bad. Crayons? That's good. Those are good. Glue stick? Pens? Did I say all mine already? Dang it. Glue? <laughs> Scissors, glitter, glitter, art class. Oh, need it for art class. Kind of stripper school is this? I have had children now for a few years, and I have never once seen glitter on the list of best. Seen it either. Look, look, you guys buys glitter. It just it's just strippers and kindergarten teachers. See, they needed it for school. (laughs) Thank you, kindergarten teachers. I I honestly, I think we have to give them that one. I mean, glitter is used in school. Uh, very rarely. It's, hey, yeah. It's not about how many times it's used. It's just being used once, baby. Right. Paper mache. Papier mache. Yes. Well, Brian Riley takes it today in Minute to Win It. Nice well, done, you. sir. Kelly and Wood. It's my house. Why can't I look? That's what we have up today in Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. So this is a really interesting question. I'm actually been dying to ask Mike this one. Is So we have this whole deal here. We have a, a couple. They own a home. They want to turn it into a rental property. Now, it doesn't say whether it's not it's Airbnb or all the other ones, Venmo or whatever. They want to rent this house out, but the husband wants to install cameras throughout the interior of the home. The wife is worried that if we do this, are we opening ourselves up to some sort of lawsuit if someone rents the house and then alleges that, you know, they peeked into the house? While they were renting it. Sure. A couple things. One, I wouldn't put it in bathrooms or bedrooms. 
um, just to start with, because I think you're asking for trouble on those. I would guess that most of the places you rent or lease through have a policy about that. So I think you could probably talk to them and say, what can I do? And what kind of notice do I have to give to people that these cameras exist? Because mm-hmm. what you don't want to do is create you know, the bathroom videos that you see sure, every once in a while. These people set up videos that they're watching people in the bathroom or like, you know, um, the the classic case out there was, I think it was Aaron Andrews. You know, yeah. the guy was, was through the blind, you know, getting video of her as far as it goes. So, so I think there's probably an expectation. There's lack of expectation of privacy because that's the big issue. Is there expectation of privacy by the person who's being filmed? So. The question would be, when you rent a place like that, are, do you have an expectation of privacy and how much you charge them for it? Because mm-hmm. I think those would be all factors as far as that goes. I'd have a little bit concerned that people tend to probably get a little looser in a house that they rented for a weekend. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> likely going to be things that'll happen that probably you you know I yeah. you know are their own private matters, <laughs> and so that would be my my issue with that. But I I would guess the places you rent or lease from have some policy about that. Okay, you know I mean I would assume you could rent to somebody and say hey I have cameras so that you know don't have them in the bathroom don't have them some place but you know i have cameras there and you could let them know and then if they decide i don't want to rent it with those cameras they make that choice Mm -hmm. yeah we we have cameras all over my mom's house because you know she's her health is failing whatever and i always forget about the one in the bathroom because we do have one in the bathroom in case she takes a dive in the bathroom and every time I'm like, dang it, why didn't I throw a washcloth on that thing or something? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, not, that, not, that I'm, no, not that I'm doing anything. I don't want you to know. know. I, I regret saying that. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, theoretically, if you tell someone there's a camera here and they go do something, then that's just the way it is. You can't argue that I have privacy when you know it's there. Yeah. You know? Because so. my, my parents have a camera in one of the bedrooms because it has an outdoor door. Like, it goes at okay. least to the backyard. And so when the security team put it, said, yeah, you want a cor- camera on every single door. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's obviously the u- room we use, too. I told my dad, I was like, you want to show, buddy? <laughs> and then when I checked in next time, they had it covered. So maybe that was you tell me something. Going back to past weeks, no arts and crafts. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get to the bottom of another one next week when we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Brad, Sean Bryant, and Better Call Bryant. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Now, we've done things like this before where I've said that, you know, plants admit a scream when they get cut to warn other plants that danger is imminent, right? Right. Well, they've done a study at Tel Aviv University. Ah, yes. Where all the finest minds come from. Prestigious Tel Aviv. And and they have found that not only do plants scream when you cut them, and it's ultra... Like, we can't hear it, obviously. Otherwise, it would be horrifying to cut the grass. Yeah, would it? (laughs) Just screams the entire time. Feel my wrath! But they have discovered that the surrounding plants that hear a plant scream when it's being cut actually get sad. And don't grow as fast for a little while. Okay. How do you know a plant gets sad? <laughs> because, dude, ask the people of Tel Aviv University. I, I trust me, I already got an email ready to go. Tel Aviv University. <laughs> but they say that because the plants, after a pruning, like say there's a field of plants that get pruned, right? Mm-hmm. The plants don't grow as fast for a few days after the plants around it get cut. So they assume that those plants are sad because they know... Now plants don't have pain receptors, so we don't have. They're not feeling pain. They're just mourning the loss of you know. It'd be like if you lost an arm. Okay. That grows back. No. That'd be awesome. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Grow yeah, back but stronger. They, but, yeah, but their leaves grow back. Right, but they're still. But it's human intervention into the natural world, right? So they would be just fine if we didn't prune them. Right, but we're doing it because we think it's more aesthetically pleasing or whatever. So the plants around them get sad and don't grow as fast for a few days, mind you. It sounds like they're just complaining about getting a haircut. Well, yeah. that's really what it's not like. They're complaining, like the, your kid, when you're like, "We're time to go get your haircut." They're like, "No!" That's what these plants sound like to me. Could be. I think the dumber thing is assuming we know plants' feelings. <laughs> well, they say that the plants, like even they show signs of wilting for a few days afterwards. Good. So. What? 
How could you mock when he's taking a stand against plants now? <laughs> How could you mock the prestigious Tel Aviv University? Yeah. This is coming from the finest minds of Tel Aviv. And maybe it is a good school. I don't know. I don't know anything about they, Do they have a football team? I don't know. No. Where okay. is Tel Aviv? Israel. Uh, yeah. That, is that part for sure? Yeah. Oh, I'm positive for that. Is it near the Gaza Strip? I'm going to go home and blast my yard, though. <laughs> make everybody feel real sad. Well, you're going to make those plants sad that are all around. Good night. And God, here's the thing that we should really be focusing on. Someone somewhere spent money on this study. Oh, dude, you know this took years, too. Oh. If they're watching plants grow, that's not a quick process. And a guy with like six doctorates, yep. you know, publishing this. Oh, my I God, that one's wilted. That one's wilted. He's yeah. Sad. Look I, at it. I guarantee. Guaranteed, they're smarter than us, though. I will tell you that much. I've got to disagree with you, Bob. <laughs> well, they're getting paid to do this, so I yeah, actually. Imagine right. just going through the line. You get to cure cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You get to figure out how to fly cars. You get to see if plants are sad. Right. Uh, any questions? Yeah. It'd see be you hard, back here in two years. <laughs> it'd be a hard study to screw up. Like, yes, they are. Yeah. What were your findings? Yes. This this flower over here got sad for two days. There were some tears. I saw tears. Excellent. Here's a grant for a million dollars. I didn't think this one would make you angry. Jeez. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, either way, I find it interesting that there's things going out there in the natural world that we don't even understand. I've never looked more forward to cutting my grass than I am right now. <laughs> Send a message to everyone else. Hey, these bushes, you better stop. <laughs> stop what? Stop being bushy. Yeah, stop growing. I found this one interesting because I I find the world to be an amazing place. Well, la di da. I'm sorry that you guys don't, and that's fine. Because sometimes when I bring these to the table, ha, 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 making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It sure is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We will give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. South Carolina, my friend. South Kakalaka. That's where we have a abandoned house that authorities know is a drug house. <laughs> right? It's the way you know what you, we all know what we're thinking of here. Yes, right? absolutely. Well, sure enough, when officers were driving by, they got a call in from a concerned neighbor that says, Hey, there's some people hanging out inside this house, and I think they're up to no good. So Officers went and checked it out, and sure enough, when they walked in, inside was 33-year-old Cindy Wingo. Now, Cindy wasn't going to, she wasn't too hyped on sitting around and finding out what was going on. So she hit the gas pedal and tried to run away. Ah, She wasn't too fast, though. That's because another deputy was around back and quickly (laughs) stopped her and said, hey, what's going on? So they did a quick search. Now, inside... They found drug paraphernalia plus a pill bottle that was filled with the liquid. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now, I said, what's in here? She said, oh, that? That's my pee. <laughs> I don't have a sound effect for that one. Uh, nor uh, should we. How about this? <laughs> Pretty much. Can you imagine that poor guy's like, oh. <laughs> Why are you gross. saving this? Well, it's a great question, Kelly Jordan. They asked them, so what is this about? Maybe she had a drug test she needed to beat later on that day? No, she says, that's actually my pee. She then explained to them that, well, since she does use methamphetamine pretty regularly. Oh, God, don't say this. Don't say it. Apparently, and we learn something new every day, right? I'm going to go home. There's methamphetamine in the urine that doesn't get caught up in the body. And she trades it to her dealer for more methamphetamine. My God, can we just give this one a thousand points and be done with it? Sure enough, her story is true, according to authorities. (laughs) You are a crackhead. Her urine did test positive for methamphetamine, which means she was charged for possession and taken to jail. Lock her up. Hey, yikes. Uh, okay, well, Wood. And what kind of exchange program is this? <laughs> Does he just have bottles of urine on the shelf? Like, ah, yes. Uh, looking for a, what kind of brew? I, I just got this one in this morning. It's fresh. Yeah, this one's a dry vintage. What? All right, Yeesh. come on. Come on. Let's give this one a score and be done with it. Please. We got hanging out in a, in a drug house. Seems trash. That's trashy, man. I'm going to give that 175 points right out the gate. Love what you've done with the place. 
Um, what else? Do, I mean, what else do we got? We I mean, try to run away from cops. That's trashy. That's trashy. That's 150 yeah. points. Tra- I'm so I'm so beside myself thinking about the other parts that I can't think of anything else. You should be. She had bottles of urine mm-hmm. and drug paraphernalia. And okay, we'll give her 150 for the drug paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottle of urine, uh, 200 200 points. Yes, I, I feel like we never score anything more than 200, so it wouldn't be cool to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, how about? Oh, I'm just adding this up here. About trading your whiz yeah, for drugs. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's got to be 200 points. That's trashy. Uh, she was arrested. That's 75. That's right. Is that it? Points of the points. We actually didn't crack 1,000 on this hey, one. you know what? That's what makes 1,000 so special. I know, but I feel bad. I feel like you brought it, and I'm letting you down now because we didn't make it to 1,000. Never. Points of the points. All right. Well, are you ready? Come on. Today, our woman who came up with one of the weirdest barter programs I've ever heard of earns herself a respectable, a whopping 875 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. Uh, we tack it on the end of the podcast. We talked a little bit about Jimmy Buffett and you experiencing him live. Yes, and in person. And we also talked about uh, how moms are able to get to the bottom of whether or not somebody has a temperature right away. Yes, absolutely. We did it. It's our bonus track. Our first break of the day. We tack it on the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Yeah. Uh, Come on. I told you we'd make it. <laughs> I told you we would make it. Here we are, man. It's a different world out there today. Is it? Kids headed back to school. Summer's Some. summer's over. Some. Yeah, some are already back in school, but now it's like everybody's back, right? No, my kids aren't back. They're not? No, Sartell doesn't start until Thursday. Is it because you guys are such fast learners that... I imagine so. I, I can't believe that it's Thursday, then Friday, then you're off again. Then they go back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I, I, look, I'm not hating on it. They that, got to let them ease it. into it, like an old man easing into a warm tub. We go meet teachers and everything tomorrow. Okay. So, allegedly, I think. So there's that. Yeah. Are you going to go? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, please. I got my <laughs> finger on the pulse when it comes to my child's education. <laughs> yes, you do. We have another what coworker. Grade are, what grade are they going into? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> And we have a coworker who has a child the same age as my son. Yeah. And she stops me. Hey, what teacher did I ever get? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Could you narrow it down to what school is he going I, to? I don't even know. What's, <laughs> I can point to the school, I think. Actually, I don't know what school he's in this year. I think he's in the same one. It's probably saved in your GPS, I'm sure. Not sure. I don't know. My wife is not letting the kids take the school bus this year. Really? On the way to so school. You're, okay, I'll say you're going to be like me having to go pick them up in the afternoon. You're smoking crack cocaine. I am not picking up my kids from school. You know what really stinks now is because I have a daughter in high school and a son in middle school. It's going to be two hours out of my day picking them up from school. Solid. It's a good, it's a good use of time. No, no. But I guess, so uh, whatever school it is, the schools that my kids go to are within like a two-mile radius of my house. Yeah. It's going to be like an hour for them on the school bus. Oh, that's crazy. Because there's like so many transfers and things like this. My wife, honest to God, I would love to tell you that she's like, oh, I don't want my babies on the bus. She's like, I'm not getting up that early. Yeah, well, (laughs) hey, a reason is a reason. Hey, and And the kids don't want to get up that early either. Go sit on the bus for an hour. And so I'm like, hey, fine, whatever you want to do. Because obviously... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to be there. Well, daddy's at work. She can do whatever she wants. You're bringing home the bacon. But yeah, on the way home, no. No. Hell no. I'm not going to go sit in some line and sit in my car like a rube. And hey, hey look, if you do it, what a odd, What an odd you. stance to take. I, is my time not important? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. In, immensely so. So I, there's no way I'm going to wait in a school pickup line. All you parents to do it, God love you. But I... Can you imagine me asking my father to waste, well, oh, as I, you just said, two hours of his day right. waiting in line? No. No, it wouldn't happen. No. And I don't want it to happen either. <laughs> the problem is that my, the way my kids get out of school is staggered just perfectly where I'm going to have to go get one then go grab the other. Well, I would only, well, your daughter's heading into high school. Maybe she could make friends with an upperclassman to give her a ride. Well, she said she wants to ride the bus, but then last night she's like, I don't think I want to ride the bus. I was like, ah. Nah, you got to ride the cheese, kid. That's, a, that, that, that's something all kids need to go through. I hated the school bus. I absolutely hated riding the school bus. I didn't mind it. In the, well, especially in the wintertime, waiting for it was 
That's hell. pretty Ex- brutal. Except for there was a, a vacant lot there where they would pile up a bunch of snow and they would plow the streets. So we'd play King of the Hill till the bus showed up. Get on the bus just soaking wet and cold. Sweating and everything. <laughs> yeah. That one kid just taking a beating all morning. Smelling like wet wool by the time we got to school. Good times. Oh, those are great times. All right, well, we can get this mess going, man, if you're ready. Shoot. I think we should. Uh, let's do it. Okay. Uh. Cole texted in, hey, Wood, I bet you'll be waiting in line by October. You're smoking uh, crack. He must, Cole must be new to the show. There's a better chance, like, if my child was in, like, fights or something on the bus, I'd rather give him a weapon <laughs> than pick him up <laughs> and wait in line. Here's a switchblade, son. Pretty much, yeah. You just hit this button, then you knife. <laughs> but no, I, I'd never do that. Before no. you call my kids' all school. Right. We, this is all just in jest. Wood, your kids are spoiled. I rode the bus for an hour and a half. Oh, Good God, not the prison, Sievert. I'm talking to school. There's no way. Carrie, good morning, guys. I take my son to school. I pick him up. It's less than 30 minutes to pick him up. Okay. Okay, but this this line is good, is nuts. Mm-hmm. And then I got to get there. Uh, We've already established that Kelly Jordan gets there like so he's the first one in line. Well, then the problem is that I, that one time I fell asleep in the pickup line and like kids were taking videos of me. What are you going to do? My poor kids. As long as both hands are on 10 and 2, I don't see a problem. I got to catch before I go pick up the kids so I don't doze off again. Oh, oh that's so embarrassing. Speaking of kids, I need to bring something to the table here, all right? Let me clean it off for you, my friend. So yesterday, my wife had to work. Okay. Dang, that's, on Labor Day, that sucks. Right, but I was single dad at the house. There was going to be some football on the afternoon. I didn't care. We were keeping it very chill, very easy. Yeah. Sometime around the mid-afternoon, Everett's, I don't feel good. Now, look, I love my boy. I hope so. But my boy... Is a very good getter outer of chores. Okay. All right? And I believe that's the exact terminology <laughs> for it. Some good English. Anytime he has to do the dishes or anything like that, all of a sudden, you know, oh, bathroom, bathroom. Yeah. That's dad's trick. All right? all right. I wrote the book on this. <laughs> so when he told me he didn't feel good, I kind of thought to myself, what chores does he have to do? Right. Is school starting tomorrow? No. Didn't have any. And sure enough, Everett got pretty sick, started throwing up and everything. Oh, dang. So I texted Andrew and said, hey, this, this is your realm. This is your world. <laughs> Leave work now. What are you going to do about this? You know? And so she, does he have a fever? I, I don't know. How do you check that? Well, she goes, feel his head. I, I'm now, I will be 100% honest with you. You, you moms have a second, a, like a God given ability to put your hand on foreheads and one on yours and determine, right? Is this kid hot? With, within like 0.2 degree accuracy. Right. My inner's like, oh, you know, oh no, they have a fever. Boom, they don't have a fever. I'm like, I don't know. Like, it feels feels like a head. I honest to God have no clue what I'm doing. Or they'll do the lips on the forehead thing, and that that's oh, I've a, never seen that. Oh, they'll like you know, this little little kiss on the forehead and just check their temperature that way. Ugh. Kissing your child is uh when they're sick. That's a definitely an uh because like ever came on was like, hey, I'm gonna. Th-. I was like, hey. hey. <laughs> Back it up. Because I, I can deal with a lot. Like, blood doesn't bother me. Right. Right. Like, Murphy came in the other day, almost ripped off the toenail. Big Ooh, deal. Jeez, that Clean gets that me. off. <laughs> yeah. Somebody starts yak around me. Oh. You're a sympathetic vomiter. Big time. So, anytime I was like, uh, I'm like, hey, yo, get that bull. Get over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll clean it out and everything when it's all done, but yeah. Eat. Keep a distance, oh, man. little man. It's making me feel a little nauseous right now. Right. And then, like, he'll come up and be like, can I get some of your water? No. <laughs> no. Oh, you can't. You got to get your own. This is mine. That's that's my straw. I don't want your dirty germs on it. And I'm I, I'm trying to feel. Yeah. I have no clue. I just texted Andrew Bass. I, I don't know. You guys don't have a thermometer? Well, we do, but oh. Andrew doesn't really trust it because every time I do it on my head, I read like 95 degrees all the time. You're, you're cool. You're cool and collected. Even like when I'm sick, I don't think I run like a temp. It's because your body is such a fine-tuned machine. I would like to think so. Now, my father has guessed because my skull is so thick <laughs> that he can't read an actual temperature, which I thought was rude once I figured out what that joke meant like two hours later. But Once it got through your thick skull. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. That son of a... But I, I, it is amazing to me how moms can do that stuff. And sure enough, wouldn't you know it? Now, I kept the kid alive. And as soon as mom walks in, yeah, everything seems to somehow miraculously get better. Right. She knows what to do. Like, she's like, all right, we need to give him some of this, a little bit of this, a yeah. cracker here, boom. All of a sudden, yeah, I'm starting to feel a little better. I'm like, great, get out of my bed. That's gross. <laughs> I 
want to apologize for that, man. I, I, you I, I, I got to go to work. I got to stay healthy. I got to keep everything rocking and rolling. I got to stay alive in the in the big grand scheme of things. I get it. I, look, I'm not judging you. When my <laughs> kids are sick, my wife is front front lines. Have to be. Yeah. And, and I always tell my kids that. If it wasn't for your mom, your childhood would be terrible. It would be a lot like mine was. You would be neglected. Yay. <laughs> right. No, so, not you. You're helicopter dad. No, but I, but I don't know how to take care of them when they're sick. You figure you know? it out. I don't know what how much Tylenol I can give them. You know, what, what's the schedule of Tylenol? Mm-hmm. Do you do a cold compress? Do you give them a heating pad? I don't know any of this stuff. Because I remember when you were younger, you could go Tylenol, ibuprofen, then they'll like offset yes. those by a couple hours, which I don't understand. I, I don't either, and this is why I don't take care of my children when they're sick. Because wouldn't you just blast them both at the same time and just <laughs> annihilate any sickness in their little body? Just kill all the germs yeah, at once. Yeah, just open up. Here we go. <laughs> have you ever seen Jimmy Buffett? I never have, no. Okay. I, I've played his music many times at weddings and such. Which one? Uh, cheesebur- for a while there, Cheeseburgers in Paradise, for some reason, was a big request at weddings. I don't know why. Hmm. But And, of course, being the wedding professional I am, you I delivered. Yeah, I delivered post-haste. Yes. <laughs> but no, I've never seen him lie. Have you? Uh, yeah. Actually, I got... Now, I got a call from a buddy. This was way back in Atlanta when I lived okay. down south. Buddy of mine called and says, hey, I got tickets to a concert. It's Jimmy Buffett. Do you want to go? Are you ready to rock? And I, I knew Cheeseburger in Paradise, Margaritaville, right. That's and nothing else. About it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I was like, hey, man, what the hell? Let's go. It was at Phillips Arena. We drove down there, and I'm telling you, I have been to a wide array of concerts. Yeah. Because what was really cool in Atlanta is they did a lot of like free shows and stuff like that outside with good big name artists. Right. And there was another like big time concert, and I forget the name of it, where like each radio station would get a couple big acts. Right. And it would be like a three day thing, and there would be like six different stages. So you could pop around for like a big festival. Dude, you could go to see hip-hop artists, followed by classic rock. It was pretty neat. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I've been, again, to hip-hop concerts, rock mm. concerts. I have never gotten so much secondhand pot smoke in my face <laughs> as I did at that Jimmy Buffer concert. They were wasting away again in Margaritaville. We were... Insanely high in the in the, in the arena. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you were. <laughs> like we were maybe like fifteen rows from the very top in the way back. So I could literally see like this entire <laughs> concert floor. Yeah. At one point in time, on the on the floor, there was probably an eight hundred person conga line going. Oh, nice. And it was nothing but people who look like dentists. Right. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Insurance agents. Like I'm pretty sure I saw like you know. College professors, you know. Oh, yeah. Having the time of their lives. I was probably like 23 at the time. You're probably all mad at them for having fun. I was easily one of the 10 youngest people in their show. (laughs) You probably still would be today if you went to a show. But I, honest to God, gave them credit for the fact that everyone there was having a blast. And there was no, like, you know, some concerts you go to and there's always that kind of underlying... Threat of violence. You don't see a lot of country shows. No, no. But at hip-hop shows, you do, for and, sure. And rock shows, you yeah. know, like there's going to be a fight over here. And everyone was too blazed out of their mind to do anything yeah. other than sit there and go, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Cheeseburgers in paradise, man. So, But, I mean, I wanted to go see one of those. I went and saw Kiss. That was another one I'm on. Again, I'm not a huge Kiss fan. Right, but I bet they put on one hell of a show. It was wild to see. It was like, holy cow, you got it. Like, you understood what Kiss is. Now, what I did miss out on was the Allman Brothers. Okay. Because I was like, eh. And a buddy of mine went. He came back and said, dude, that thing sucked. <laughs> it was just like when you, like the Grateful Dead, right? Like, they'll start doing solos and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, they kind of forget. Because they're all so old and stoned, they forget what song they were playing. Oh, awesome. And they just start jamming in this. <laughs> I'll play a few C chords to get us through this. Is that a sitar solo? <laughs> and then bongos and everything. So that one, I'm pretty stoked I missed on. My uncle's like a massive Allman Brothers fan. I don't even know if I can name one Allman Brothers song. Oh, Jessica. There's a there there. Trust me, if you heard an Allman Brothers, song, right? That's what I'm saying. But off the top of my head, I wouldn't know what the Allman Brothers. But the problem is the you know like the song that you get to know through classic rock radio or the CDs or albums, or whatever. Yeah, is six minutes long. Yeah. 
live, it's 32 minutes long. Right. <laughs> with, like the national anthem of like Peru in the middle of it. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I, I, they, all concerts should be one hour. Like I wish concerts are, when we I, went 90 minutes. When we went and saw Ed Sheeran, I was towards the end of it. I was like, can we wrap this thing up? Maybe now the dude is Ed Sheeran is crazy talented, mm-hmm. and like he does all his own sounds and music and all this stuff, but. The 30th time that he does it, you're kind of like, all right, play A-team and let's wrap this thing up, huh? That, Build me a Lego house and I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I can see I can see 90 minutes. Yeah, maybe Okay, maybe not. But like when my, when my wife and daughter went and saw Taylor Swift and they're like, yeah, she performed for three hours. Like, okay, it's Taylor Swift, probably the biggest star of our generation. But after 90 minutes, I don't care anymore. But she's got hits. She, she does have hits. So does Ed Sheeran. I mean, I didn't, every song Ed Sheeran played, I knew. You know, now I haven't ever seen Garth Brooks live, but I've heard Garth Brooks goes, he goes for like three hours too. And he's just like a daredevil, like all over the stage. I appreciate them giving me my money's worth and, you know, a a huge celebrity like Garth Brooks. Thank you for giving me three hours. But at some point I want to go home. I can maybe name the bands and artists that I would like to see for three hours. On one hand. Oh boy. I don't even know. I I can't even think of any. And let me tell you, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe struggling to get the five, but I can get in the neighborhood. But Jimmy Buffett, not one of them. But you know, well, hey, again, you your sh- he's not making it for me. Right? Exactly. He's not making it for me. And if I was higher than a giraffe's beard at this show, maybe that had a lot of time in my life you too. Have taken some deep breaths. I know I could have. I had to work like the next morning. <laughs> but hey, what are you gonna do? I just I don't I don't think I was ever drugged to a concert that I didn't want to. Oh, the only time I had to go see a concert that I wasn't very jazzed about was a Dirty Dancing like song review. I don't even know what the hell you would call it. But it had like hell on earth. <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> but it was like I don't even know what it was. It was at the fair, and it was like nobody famous was there except for the guy that did. There was one famous song in the movie, and I can't even think of what it is now. Hmm. And that was the only like famous person who performed that day. Otherwise, it was watching people dance on stage, and there was like there was like twenty five thousand people there. Really, it was, yeah, it was insane. That sounds like hell on earth to me. You know what was worse than that, though, is when I went and saw Vanilla Ice. Yeah, well, that one you had to come. That one was just, and this is like, his his career was in a downward spiral at this point, but I'd already bought the tickets, and I was like maybe one of like 300 people in the audience. Yeah. That was a tough one, man. I just, I felt like embarrassed for him. Any requests? <laughs> Wrap it up! <laughs> cool. <laughs> I brought it up to him, too, when I met him like years later in Austin. I was like, dude, I saw you in Minneapolis one time, and it was like me and 300 other people. How did he he was like, yeah, it got rough there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was a good sport about it. He was like, yeah. He's like, towards the end there, I wasn't really packing him in anymore. Good for him that he knew it. Yeah. And hey, he's gotten a career out of it. Yeah, he's doing that home improvement show now. Yeah, I think he got into trouble there for a little bit, but I, I don't think, know if that, that was a misunderstanding type deal. I think he was found innocent. Okay. All right, I don't have any sound effect here for us to do history. Oh, wow. well, Who keeps deleting my sound effects? They, that's what the people show up for is the sound effect. Tell me when you're ready. You ready for some history? What's <laughs> up? It was on this day, Wood, all the way back in 1960. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Mm. <laughs> I know it was a super long clip, but it's just so entertaining. Uh, but it was on this day in 1960, Cassius Clay won the gold medal in boxing at the Rome Olympic Games. And the original trash talker and so good like when i was grabbing these clips earlier today i was like man he used to must have to rehearse for this there was no way that this was all off the dome and then i mean he brought such a personality to uh, what the fight game is and now you know boxing's nowhere near what it used to be but i mean just an incredible story and man cassius clay was about as good as it got Absolutely. I love that picture you have of him in your basement. The best. I think it's the best sports photo of all time. Who is he knocking out in that? No, that he's su- ducking a punch from Joe Frazier. Oh, okay. That's what it is. And I've, I've said it before. I guarantee you've seen the picture. It's very famous. Joe Frazier was one of the most feared boxers of our time. And when I got to meet Joe Frazier at the Atlanta Olympics, yeah. his hands are the size of like a frying pan. And I'm not like joking. <laughs> right. They're enormous. And 
Muhammad Ali's ducking a punch with his hands at his side. If that if Joe Frazier would hit me in the face, yeah. chances are he would kill me. Right. And here he is ducking it with no hands up. It's just the the swagger of yeah. that. Swag, I love that. Swagger is a word that gets thrown around a lot. <laughs> but Muhammad Ali, man, in and out of the ring, he had it in space. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it was on this day in 1987. Live from Philadelphia, it's time for America's favorite dance party, American Bandstand. And now, here's the star of our show, Dick Clark. In 1987, on this day, 30 years after being on television, Dick Clark's American Bandstand was canceled. Mm. I used to love that show, too, man. Dick Clark, you went about a dude who had an easy gig there for right. a hot minute. Radio guy mm-hmm. who, when TV started becoming popular, he just happened to be in the right place, right time. He was a, had a great voice. He was he was a good looking dude. Right, had some personality, some charisma. A hundred percent. He was the original Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, and then I, I felt bad for Dick Clark at the end. They they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we've we've mentioned that before. Yeah. Audio that we refused to play Mm-mm. when he was doing the countdown uh, in 2019. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about Facebook dating. Believe it or not, this app uh, was launched in 2019, and a lot of people don't even know it exists. Facebook launched their dating app. In 2019, I didn't know they had a date. I mean, obviously, I don't need it, but... The thing closed down, what, about two months later? <laughs> Maybe. No, thank you. Oh, man, I'm so glad that I'm not on the dating scene these days. And so is, I'm sure, every woman listening right now. I was about to say, <laughs> missed their shot. They all give a collective sigh of relief. Could have taken them to that Dirty Dancing concert. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you some other details about that concert, but it, they're not very PC, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep them to myself. Uh, celebrating a birthday today, Wood. You know what's really beautiful about this? You two kids pick me. You didn't have to, but you picked me. It makes me want to kiss you guys. Come on. Come no. Give me one. <laughs> Michael Keaton celebrating his birthday today. A dude who bounced back in a big way. Heck yeah. You know that You know that I read this in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice only actually had like 17 minutes of screen time in the whole movie. Really? And But when you think about it, you instantly obviously think of Michael Keaton. Of him. Right. If he was only on screen for 17 minutes. And he's... He's hilarious. Oh man, he's he's honestly one of my favorite actors. One of the really good movies is Multiplicity. Oh yeah, his ability to be like literally four different dudes in that movie is funny. He's uh, he's a good dramatic actor too. The movie Dope Sick that I watched, it was yeah, like a mini series about like uh, fentanyl abuse or whatever. That's kind of when he had his little comeback. He did that Birdman movie too yep. and took off. But he's got to be, I'd say, like sixty-seven. See, you were thinking like I was thinking. I didn't realize he was this old. He's seventy-two. Get out. I wish I could, man. Jeez, good for him. He's 72 years old today. That's the only birthday I got for you. Oh, all right.